The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Ha-ha! Mando Johnny, I, I, I don't, I don't think I can do this. There's, there's a pit of venomous snakes and swamp rats, and I, and I have to jump over them just to get to the other side. This is terrible. This is the way. Okay. Oh, oh God! Oh, 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 oh! It's a rabid swamp rat. Oh. This is the way. Oh, this is very infected. Um, is there? This is the way. Is where where do I, where's the hospital? Uh, this is the way. Which way? Left, right, straight. This is the way. Okay, fine. I'm going this way. Oh no! This is oh. This is a a Jedi master who has got two other Jedi masters, and he's carrying a sign that says, "If you come this way, you're dead." Surely this is not the way. This. This is the no. way. No, no. Okay. Hey, Jedi Masters. I just need to get through here to get to the hospital. I'm bitten by a rabbit. Oh, my arm. Oh, no. Oh, I have no arms. I'm a weeble wobble now. Um, I hope you're happy with that. This is the way. Okay, so I'm going to wobble this way. I assume when you say this is the way, I just assume that's what you mean. So I'm just going to wobble. Straight ahead. This is the way. Okay, good. Um, uh, there's got to be a hospital up here. This okay. Is the way. Okay, this looks like a, a two-lane highway. Like this doesn't even seem in universe. It's like a, just an interstate. This is the way. It's really a really busy interstate. This is the. Don't you say it. Wait. Don't... No. Well, fine. You're gonna have to push me because I, I have no arms or legs at this point. I'm just wobbling around just give me a push go this is way no it's right up this is the way oh come here come closer mando johnny Uh, i have something to tell you this is the way for revenge for this you've done to me you're gonna listen to this podcast on loop forever this is the way to retro bliss. This is the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Retro Blist. I am one of your beautiful hosts, uh-huh. Johnny Townsend, and the other stunning host over there, mm-hmm. picking himself up from the interstate, is Trevor 
Franklin. I really hope some post-production sound effects help that along a little bit. Nope. <laughs> or Chris, to be as your magic- dry and as barren as our souls. <laughs> yep. Just awkward and and just uh, just not good. Yeah. Gross even. Yeah, all yep. whatever adjectives you would use to describe us, uh, throwing it in there, Trevor. But uh, I say let's go ahead and introduce our guest. We're not alone today. This is a special uh, Christmas <laughs> edition of <laughs> Retro Bliss. So we had to get a guest, Trevor. And wait, before our guest speaks, I literally and I and I'm not exaggerating, did not even consider this being our Christmas episode until you just said those words. <laughs> But you're right. We're not going to have another episode before Christmas. This is our Christmas special. Woo-hoo! That's right. Woo! Hey, just like the Star Wars holiday special, this is probably going to be uh, probably about the same level of good. <laughs> well, hey, Tim. Hey, guys. That's right. Tim McGowan over here. Thank you for joining us, Tim. Uh, before we get started, tell our beautiful, stunning, gorgeous, whatever other adjectives listeners, uh, about your podcast because you have one yourself yeah i do um i've recently uh in the relaunch of the gamer heads brand podcast i'm i'm the new host and uh we every other week discuss games we're playing and other uh subjects uh, about gaming so. yeah yeah it's very good trevor and i actually listen to it and we don't listen to a lot of stuff including mm-hmm. our loved ones <laughs> I mostly listen to Retro Blist on repeat, so it's saying a lot that I really have enjoyed uh, the Gamerheads podcast. Yeah, what a broken individual you are. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim is also, I mean, anyone who listens to this show, I mean, this is the Tim. <laughs> I think you get mentioned almost every <laughs> yes. episode. Yeah. Back when we did fan feedback, which, by the way, I don't know why we haven't, we didn't ask for any this time either. We're terrible. Nope. We don't, Anyways. We got, we got tired of the fans. Uh, we don't want their support. <laughs> well, I heard I heard the way to grow a podcast in 2020 is to totally ignore your fans. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. And to post on Instagram because that's such a oh, gosh. great platform. I even I took pictures of the games that didn't post. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, nobody's going to have any opinions on this game because we didn't right. tell them. Quick rant. I, <laughs> I, uh, we're going to – more and more we're just becoming uh, two dudes and idiots. <laughs> But uh, I, uh, I have, of course, I'm an, as Trevor likes to point out, I'm an artist. And uh, Instagram used to be the way that I would, uh, you know, put out my wares, my, my, my art, I would post on there. And I would get decent likes and stuff and a lot of good interaction. And I'm still getting people who will um, reach out to me via Instagram. But I literally posted a picture of art that I finished of Michael Jordan, like one of the, the goats of basketball, like literally a man known across the world. And uh, <laughs> at the time that I was complaining about to you yesterday, I think I had 15 likes. I think I might have 17, 18 now. <laughs> uh, and I have, and this is not a gloat because I've had this number of followers for probably two years now, uh, <laughs> but I have like, a, you know, like 1,200 followers. So. <laughs> Which uh, I was nice enough to do the math for you and said that's about 1%. Yeah, about 1%, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's not 1%. It's about slightly 1%. over now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so what we're saying is, if you're finding this show, uh, it's not from Instagram. <laughs> no, no. I've. It probably doesn't help that I've given up on social media. <laughs> but what I was saying is, before we gave up on social media, Tim was always great to comment on almost every game we covered. 
so That's listeners right. know about Tim. They just didn't know he had his own podcast, probably. Or maybe they did because uh, because he's like the Walmart of podcasts, and we're like, I don't know, that little rinky-dink convenience store that also sells goods. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> Neither. Uh, no. Tim, I, that doesn't really help anybody, does it? That's not a compliment to Tim, anybody. are you okay with being compared to Walmart? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> they're uh, a media or marketing giant so sure yeah Yeah. so you be walmart and we'll be kmart by that i mean we're closing down (laughs) oh (laughs) we're we're the kmarts that are already closed down yeah (laughs) we're the ones that have already been turned into uh you know like the next h&r block (laughs) uh, gamestop versus electronics boutique there yes yeah Yeah, we're the eb and you're the gamestop but honestly that's a bad comparison because both of those aren't doing too well (laughs) (laughs) no we're physical media and you're digital Oh, okay, there, there we go. go. Oh, yeah, the future. Ooh. Yeah, you're the future, the future and we're up. <laughs> and we're the past who's uh, already given up on everything, including ourselves. You guys are too uh, kind. <laughs> speaking well, of doing this, Tim. Yeah, I was just gonna say, speaking of too kind, Johnny, I just I realized we've had some really good, embarrassing stories to share the last few episodes, and I and I know there are some, but I just can't think of anything right now. I've, my mind's just so burned. Oh out man, this week. if you're if this is a first for Roger Bliss. We may not have any embarrassing stories to tell about ourselves. <laughs> My feet have really started hurting again. I don't All think right, I can tell you that. One. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, I've had to accept, you know, I used to think it was gout and I still yeah. think there's some of that in there, you know, but I was like, no, it's definitely plantar fasciitis. It's partial gout. But then yesterday when it was just the way it was hurting, I thought to myself, you know what? This is just old man arthritis. Plain <laughs> and simple. It's never going to get better. I'm an old man in my thirties. Yeah, uh, I've noticed the older I get, the more that I uh, am gravitating toward anything that is made in Britain or Australia. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why, but literally most of the stuff I watch on Netflix is British or Australian. I'm even turning that way into the podcast I listen to. A lot of Australian podcasts have really have really spoken to me or speaking to me or speaking thunder to me. Uh, you know, uh, there's some podcasts like Do Go On, which is a, which is a, like a comedians, but they're talking about history, and even when they're talking about history of Australian things that I have no idea about, I'm just mesmerized. Yeah, uh, and there's one called the Anti Donna podcast. I highly recommend. None of these are family friendly, just by the way. Australians love to throw around some words, <laughs> so just let that go on in. Uh, but um, Tim, uh, uh, give us an embarrassing story by yourself. <laughs> well. It's actually kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story. So, um, and I know uh, Chris will appreciate this one. So I, from 2000 to 2005, I was a uh, movie theater projectionist. And so I um, have a lot of fun stories about the movie theater, but the one that always uh, sticks out to me is the, um, it's kind of, it's video game related. And it's kind of horror movie related. All right. So that's, that's the premise. So, and so 2002, uh, Pokemon Forever came out. It was the fourth Pokemon movie in America. <laughs> it came out October 11th, 2002. So what would happen is after movies would come out, um, after a certain amount of weeks or runs, when uh, they would start doing less business. We would compact and have two movies. You've seen going to the movies and it'd be two movies playing on one screen with less times. Right. So 
and I was the booth manager at the time. So I worked a lot of, a lot of the, the shifts. So, all right, picture this, you're taking, you know, taking your kids to go see, you know, Pokemon forever on a set bright Saturday morning, roughly maybe 10 something in the morning and half asleep, Tim goes to work. Cause I was probably up late and I go in and it was a 10 screen theater. So I'd go in and you'd actually thread the 10 movies in advance and then kind of go with your schedule, hit the start button, make sure it's in focus and you walk away. So I did that. I started Pokemon or so I thought. <laughs> um, have you guys heard of a movie called Ghost Ship? Yes, it's like a horror film, right? It is a horror film. Yeah. And it was sharing the screen with Pokemon. So... <laughs> What ended up happening is, all right, so what's shocking to me is the fact that this, these parents and children sat through a, you know, X amount of minutes worth of trailers that definitely were not for kids. Oh my and goodness. then my manager gets on the walkie talkie and says, Tim, you should check out uh, Cinema 2. I think there's something going on in there. And I look, um, Ghost Ship has an iconic scene in the beginning where there's a bunch of people on a boat. The reason it's called Ghost Ship. And this, there's a, I'm not going to go into details, but let's just say a lot of people meet a pretty gruesome fate within the first oh, no. like <laughs> few minutes of the movie. <laughs> so I got to that, I got to that screen because I knew I'd seen the movie. I get there just in time to hit the stop button <laughs> right as this wire broke free from a mast and it was about to go and just kind of um put a Kill lot of some pe people yeah, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> and so that happened <laughs> wow. and so i didn't get in trouble my manager I, I he talked to me and he's like you know you gotta pay attention and stuff but uh luckily i didn't get any trouble nobody apparently complained and then i had wow. the the fun thing because it's a <laughs> it's a giant thing of film on a platter which is like that spins. So I had to cut and like take what was in the thing out, cut that out and then three thread the next movie and actually start Pokemon. So it ran a little late, but their people got to see their Pokemon. So that, that's one of my favorite <laughs> stories to tell. My oh. favorite part of that whole story is when you first introduced it and said you were a uh, projectionist at a movie theater and Trevor's response was, Oh, <laughs> you don't hear <laughs> and that it was, often. And it was genuine. <laughs> yeah, that was an cool. that was an awesome job. Yeah, I was there for about five years, and um, I mean, I've a lot. I mean, not the place, but I have a lot more stories. Maybe I can share again. Yeah. Fun. So, I mean, uh, those kids got another... scars for life and Pokemon. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're fine. I mean, that was uh, 18 <laughs> years ago now, so <laughs> which is really scary to think about. But yeah, that was, was 18 years ago. Tim, I have a revelation. Yep, I was one of those children. Whoa! <laughs> this is your punishment. <laughs> uh, so that's well, kind of an embarrassing story. That is. That's really I like cool. it. I enjoy Thank it. You. It's a lot more sophisticated uh, nuance than our embarrassing stories usually yeah. involves pooping ours, ourselves. Yeah, ours almost always involves our bodies and how they're failing us. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, what yeah. are we doing for our Christmas holiday <laughs> Retro Bliss special? What games, I'm using it as a plural, what games are we covering today? Well, for Christmas, obviously, because I knew that's what was coming up. Um, and I wish you'd mentioned this sooner because I would have maybe made a festive bliss quiz. <laughs> I mean, how am I supposed to keep up with the holidays? Anyways, we are covering all three Super Star Wars games for the Super Nintendo. 
Super Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. I wanted to say The Last Jedi. That is definitely not the game. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Um, so all three, of course, based on the episodes four, five, and six, the original trilogy, Super Nintendo exclusives, um, released by Lucasfilm and I believe it's JVC, which when I think of JVC, I think of VCRs. <laughs> Same. But I, I know they also did games, published games. Um, and it's a sculptured software, I think was the developer, along with LucasArts. Um, came out in 92, 93, and 94, respectively. So the first one was was not a late Super Nintendo game, but by the last one, you're like, I think Donkey Kong Country was 94, so that's pretty late. Yeah, that um, is. Yeah. So yeah, um, these, these are three Super Nintendo exclusives. I, I think probably the games most people think of are think Star Wars on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. And this is also those uh, games that, for whatever reason, the Super Nintendo said we need to put the word Super in front of it. Uh, so just <laughs> just know yeah. that going in. We'll just throw Super in there for no reason, and that's great. Just like they would throw 64 at the end of stuff for no reason, just because it happened to be on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Uh, but they did that here. So let's kind of get into our – our history. This is not the first Star Wars game we've covered, but it's. Uh, but I would dare say it's the first of the original trilogy, obviously, mm-hmm. that we've even remotely talked about. So Trevor and I, I think we've both kind of discussed our history with Star Wars. We do like Star Wars. I would dare say I've always loved it, and Trevor's had a passing. Okay, uh, he's got more into it now. I would say because of the Mandalorian I've, and such. I've been up and down. I realized just like my body weight, which is mostly up. But, <laughs> um. I'll have my low points and then I'll, I'll gain a bunch of Star Wars weight again. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, here recently, I, I won't go to it except to say you're right. The Mandalorian has definitely reignited my love for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that so show. Basically, Star Wars is the one thing, whether you criticize it or not, the one thing they do really well is uh, create characters, right? Like uh, just all these awesome characters. Tim, specifically when it comes to these games – uh what is because i know i'm going to speak for trevor i knew of these games but i didn't really uh, seek these out i never never did i didn't have a super nintendo growing up anyway i was a sega genesis kid yeah i didn't come across these until i was later older either yeah same so uh i I didn't have much of a nostalgia for these games obviously for the movies i do but for these games i did not but what about yourself yeah um these games kind of link in with my I equate these to kind of like what got me into Star Wars. Um, So 92, I would have been about 11. And I remember I got into Star Wars probably a year or two before. um, And that's when I discovered Star Wars. And these games came out at the right time that it was an exciting thing. They were in the Nintendo Power. I remember seeing them. And I ended up picking up these games as they pretty much as they were released. So I've had all three of these since since I was a kid. That's that's also very cool. There's a lot of games I can say that for myself, but not these. Uh, but yeah, so that these games kind of came out at a perfect time for you and your fandom, really. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. So I'm sorry for whatever I say from here on out. <laughs> no, no, you, I, no. Don't I do worries. not want to destroy your uh, your nostalgia just, for games. <laughs> just a teaser, a teaser for the episode. It's these are games that I think do inspire strong feelings. Um, strong so, with the yeah. force. And I'm, I'm curious what Johnny's are. I have no idea. But I will say this without giving anything away for this show while playing a game, I have not taken any notes in a long time <laughs> uh, for these games. However, 
I went back to notes. <laughs> that is but, impressive. Yeah. But mainly so I could keep the three games straight because I want to get it confused if I didn't yeah. do this. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Uh, we, when we originally started this, Tim actually suggested that we should just cover or at least focus on the – I Jedi. can't say The Last Jedi. That's killing me. I just say Jedi. Like that movie. <laughs> Jedi. We should, we should focus on Return of the Jedi. It's the final game. You know, Obviously, they're going to make improvements with each one. Um, but we don't listen to anything anybody says. So we're Anytime pretty, anybody's given a set advice that we know is sound and good, no. we ignore it. <laughs> you know, my doctor told me, quit eating like a, a hog, you moron. And I said, whatever. Yeah, you said, <laughs> He's give, a me that doctor. <laughs> yeah, give me that trope. <laughs> give me that slop. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're, say, we're talking about all three. That was my point. So this might be a little jumbled. <laughs> so we're talking about all three games today. So Super Star Wars series, guys, let's get into it. All right. Uh, what do we want to? Uh, what do we want to cover first, Trevor? I think music is probably the easiest place to start. So let's do music. Let's get into it. All right, so music and sound. Uh, for I, I think we can say this for all three games. Personally, uh, this the music is perfect. Uh, I love the music on all three of these. To me, that was the best part of these games. Uh, I love the music. They as soon as the the home screen for each of these games come up, it's Star Wars, right? The sound mm-hmm. of the music of Star Wars is that uh, all these uh, all these uh, tunes you'd heard before, these iconic songs are just playing, uh, and it does a really good job in 16-bit of recreating these, I felt. I think it takes advantage of the Super Nintendo uh, sound chip because there's some semi-complicated... I mean, they're basically doing the John Williams Williams score. It's a pretty complicated stuff for a 16-bit system, and yet it doesn't fall apart. Um, so I think that's pretty masterful use of the Super Nintendo. Um, like, this is almost rare for Nintendo-level mastery of the sound chip i would say almost uh it's not as catchy as like you know dkc or super mario world because it's more uh well soundtrack sounding basically you know um but it recreates it surprisingly well aren't the other ones technically soundtrack sounding because they're well film film soundtrack bigger maybe more complex and layered but not they weren't made for video games not for a video game yeah right yeah and i think so I think some of it does kind of fade into the background a little bit, but it's really it's really impressive overall. Yeah, what do you think, Tim? I absolutely agree with everything you said. Uh, the The sound is definitely one of the best features of the game. Um, like you said, uh, the you can all you can tell exactly what each sound is. Uh, every song is. Um, the levels are laid out where the songs help propel you through the levels. They, they all, they feel good. If there's a level with uh, a song that's appropriate, it's in that level. Like the asteroid field level in empire has the correct theme and stuff. So for the cantina. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And it's done. Like you said, it's, they're done very well. And definitely the super Nintendo sound chip is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're all in agreement here that the music is definitely a highlight. Like I would, I would, search this music out and listen to it on its own. Uh, I think it's good enough for that, mm-hmm. especially if you're a fan of the actual soundtrack to those movies. Like I'm, 
I'm assuming most Star Wars fans are. I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's obviously very good. John Williams knows his stuff, <laughs> and that's put it lightly. This, I mean, he's a freaking legend. So when I turned uh, on the first, just the super, super the Star Wars. Yeah, the super <laughs> Star Wars. Super <laughs> Star Wars. Um, when I turned on Star Wars, um, yeah, and the the actual theme, the actual Star Wars theme plays. It's just like, okay, this is cool. Like yeah. you can't not love that. Yeah, it's very cool. I think the only the only thing that I felt and noticed that would be a negative here, and it's only a slight one, is that the music is so good that the sound effects, like the lightsabers and the and the blasters going off, are are okay, but they're not near as good as the music. I felt personally. I was still say, yeah. They're still good, but they felt mm-hmm. sort of muted to me. Um, I and I. I thought maybe that was just the way I was playing it. So I quote unquote looked up gameplays of it, of all three of these two. And it felt the same on those as well. Like they seem not as, um, not done as well, but you can still tell what, what they were obviously. But yeah, the soundtrack wonder, was soundtrack to banger as the kids say. I wonder if they had to literally prioritize the soundtrack, like to the point that, cause you know, there's only so much space you could allocate to each part of a super Nintendo game. Yeah, like I literally wonder they wanted the soundtrack playing the whole time, so they maybe had to literally scale back the sound effects. I remember uh, the the Jedi, the lightsaber in it, I think sounded a little more impressive. I honestly don't remember it in the other ones as much. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it got more impressive as it went along. Yeah, definitely, I think so too. But what good is sound unless you're very handsome, like all the podcasters in this room? <laughs> Help me, I'm drowning. I thought you were going to... Honestly, I thought you were going to throw to some sort of commercial you'd made up. <laughs> nope, let's get into the graphics. All right, 150 whatever episodes in, and I've nailed the format of this show. Graphics... 92 was the first one, all the way up to 94. Right, Trevor, speaking of graphics, yeah, uh, I think it's time that we talk about our sponsor. Uh, And that, of course, is the McDonald's McRib. It's back, baby! Uh, The McRib is here, and it's only here for a limited amount of time. But it's nationwide, so wherever you're at in the United States, you can get yourself a McRib. I, Johnny Townsend, co-host of Retro Bliss, have already had three, and that's just today. And we would like to remind you, as official sponsors of McDonald's, that we do not know, nor are we allowed to ask, the contents of the meat. It's delicious. <laughs> I'm loving it. Speaking of loving it, I would say uh, the graphics evolve for each game. And even though with the original 1992 Super Star Wars, this is a good-looking Super Nintendo game. Um the environments, uh, I don't know. They're just they're repetitive by nature, but not as repetitive as most 16-bit games of this type, honestly. Um, the Especially maybe in The Return of the Jedi, some of the graphics almost reminded me of like a, a Donkey Kong Country. Mm. Not to that level, in my opinion, but they definitely brought that to mind. Um, just, the, just the detail in the backgrounds and, and the characters – but Johnny, you did mention to bring it down to earth a little bit. You did mention Luke's face in the first one, yes. and I definitely noticed that myself. 
<laughs> yeah, so as soon as I turn the game on and, I, and you're staring at Luke in the first Star Wars, uh, he he looks at the screen and gets his big, dumb, <laughs> goofy face and with his dirty. mouth agape just staring at you. And <laughs> that's kind of how I felt playing these games for the most part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you're right, though, graphically. I think all three of these games are very looked very, very good. All three of them. Even the first one graphically looks great. I would tend to disagree with you when it comes to level design. That's one of my cons. I have pros and cons for all three of these games that I literally wrote out. And my cons for all three of them would be uh, that while they did have different levels and different areas, that they did follow the movies, which, uh, going back to that here in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, follow the movies. Uh, Yeah, follow the movies. I'm saying that in quotation marks. While they did, for the most part, follow the movies, as in the areas they went to and stuff like that, like you'll, you know, like on Empire, you'll start out, you know, know, fighting, uh, you know, stormtroopers in the snow. Because that's how the movie opens up, basically. And then it'll move to Cloud City. So you'll be in Cloud City at some point, that type of thing. And I think you did a really good job of that. However, my little my complaint would be that a lot of the levels just felt like uh, really, really similar in that they're almost, and this is, <laughs> and this uh, get ready if you're playing a drinking game, maze-like. As in, if you fall, uh, you got to start all over, <laughs> which happened to me numerous, numerous times uh, through all three games. Yeah, the, it definitely especially playing all three games together, I definitely started to feel that some. Um, I guess I'll go and throw this hot take out here now. Wait. <clears throat> hot take alert. Um, Wait was it just... uh, Trip, this hot take yeah. is brought to you by the McRib. Uh, did I mention how good the McRib is? Because it's, it's really, really good, guys. <laughs> Take it from me, co-host of a retro video game called Retro Bliss. Thank you for listening, and go get yourself a McRib today. I've already had five. As official Never- sponsors of McDonald's, we'd like to remind listeners that five McRibs in a day can lead to coronary artery disease. All right, Trevor, your hot take. Um, I feel like the middle... Just like the middle movie is is sort of by some considered the best. I, I've heard some people say the same about the games. Uh, and we'll just keep it to graphics for now. But I feel like The Empire Strikes Back started repeating. Like, you know how Sonic has Zone 1, 2, and 3? I feel like this one started doing that. Was that just me? So I thought the environments repeated way more in The Empire Strikes Back than in the other two games. And that bugged me a little bit. Like, for example, in, in uh, you're right about the whole maze-like, but at least in the first one, you're crawling up the sand crawler, which is, you know, it effectively is basically a brown background, but it is the sand crawler. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in Empire Strikes Back, I was just in caves and stuff like that a lot. That, that I don't know. That's the feeling I had, more than the other two even. I mean, even on the first level, you're literally going around trying to find cave entrances. So oh, not, yeah, um, that really, yeah, that, that annoyed me. Um, yeah, I guess we can get to that in a minute. Don't forget that. Tim, what, graphically, what, do you remember how you failed as a kid? Like, did they blow you away, or did you think about it? They did. I mean, um, graphically, uh, bright, colorful backgrounds, like you said, um, definitely, you know, location-wise, follows the movies pretty well. I absolutely love the sprites of the, of the characters of Han, Luke, and Chewie. And um, so, yeah, no, uh, the gra- graphically, I think the games are excellent even today. Like, mm-hmm. I think they still look like very good games. 
Uh, yeah. Like you said, Super Star Wars definitely looks like a good game, but by the time you get to um, Return of the Jedi, especially that for when you're Luke in the first level, and you know the the lightsaber, oh, yeah. the way the lightsaber looks and everything mm-hmm. is just it is like you said it it is a definitely a later era SNES game. It shows yeah, some of my favorite things when it comes to the looks of this game is the stances that. <laughs> Luke Skywalker would take like the stance he would take when he's blocking things with his lightsaber that stance uh never seen a Jedi use that stance to block a ever before but I hope they start it uh, because it was quite impressive and when you would swing your lightsaber up uh, it kind of looked like uh, a, a, like a DJ who's trying to hop up a crowd before yeah. the rap song starts to me. Oh my gosh, it does. It really does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed yeah. those immensely. That brings up a good point, though. The animations of the characters, while a little derpy at times, were pretty impressive. But you saying that about Luke doing things that don't quite seem like Luke, this is, this is graphics. So let's get into... Am I crazy? Because I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as y'all, although I think I, this, I can say I'm a Star Wars fan at this point. A lot of the enemy designs to me were just wacko. <laughs> like, were yes. they from Star Wars? <laughs> like, no, some, of them, some yeah. of them were. Like, the, let's use the first game, for example. Obviously, there's Jawas. Uh, obviously, there's Tusken yep, Raiders. Yep. I mean, obviously, those are real creatures and characters from star wars yeah but then they just threw in all kinds of things like the flying things and yeah and, and all that they would throw in some random creatures oh by the way don't think i didn't notice that while we gave we give anakin a lot of crap for uh for when he goes around and just murders all those uh tuscan raiders luke does the same thing in these games <laughs> just flat out <laughs> takes them out left and right <laughs> <laughs> for no reason that i could tell. oh yeah yeah, yeah, they're just that's what I was thinking because you know, we're watching Mando recently, it brought to mind, you know, these aren't actually bad people. Like, why am I just going around killing them all? Yeah, <laughs> it's like they just throw in every possible character from the Star Wars universe that could be against you, and then plus made up a whole bunch of other creatures, yeah. which I guess is fine. I mean, you could imagine they could live on these planets, but it, it felt like a game we played recently where it's like, where do they come up with this? What was it? It was a game where we thought, you know what? I thought this was a different game than they designed it later to be. Oh, well, maybe I'm thinking of Ninja Turtles, which I think was because the Japanese developers hadn't even seen. Oh, yeah, the first Ninja Turtles game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, This isn't like that, but it is kind of funny, some of the character designs. Tim, I was going to ask you, since this is technically a LucasArts game, these games are from LucasArts themselves, uh, are these creatures that they made up canon? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I don't know. Are you guys going to talk about some of the bosses you fight? Because those get a little crazy. Yes. Do you want to just move into gameplay and get into all that? or uh... Gameplay? Let's get into it! Oh, this show's amazing yeah all right gameplay okay guys uh what did you uh but let's just go in, let's let's start with the bosses since tim went there uh the bosses what did you guys think about the boss fights and such 
Um, I'll say one quick thing, and then we'll let Tim talk. They're literally impossible if you go into it with a weak weapon. That's all I had to say. <laughs> uh, and I will add this when it comes to weapons. Uh, I love the lightsaber. I think it's one of the coolest weapons in any movie slash pop culture thing. Like the lightsaber, just really freaking cool. I mean, I literally stood up in my chair when Darth Maul popped out the second one and on his lightsaber. That was just one of the coolest moments in movies for nerd Johnny growing up. Uh, but in this game, while the lightsaber is serviceable, the blaster just is so much better. <laughs> it's just so much better than the lightsaber to use. And that made me a little sad because I really wanted to use my lightsaber. But it just wasn't near as strong as the blaster could be. Uh, yeah, I feel like, especially on the boss fights, I think you're right. There were times, especially in Return of the Jedi, where the levels were just so much easier with Luke with the lightsaber. But the bosses, I think, I always ended up using the blaster. But even then, uh, you just if you don't have the right pickup, if you go into it with a weak weapon, all right, to me, and I know I said we were going to let Tim talk, to me, <laughs> the, like visually, the bosses are pretty dang impressive. And at least some of them, and we'll let Tim go into it because I honestly don't remember all of them. Some of them are definitely iconic and from the movies. Oh, yeah. But... Well, I was just going to say, did it, is it kind of like a war of attrition? Like, I feel like some of the boss fights, I mean, you can definitely maneuver and do some strategy, but a lot of them work, I think, come down to you go into it with a weak weapon, they're going to outlast you. You go into it with a great weapon, and you're a little clever, you'll probably outlast them. Uh, that, that's kind of what it came down to for me. So I just think you need to just die on purpose and start again if you, if you get there with your weakest blaster, with some of the bosses anyways. Yeah, Tim, what do you think about the bosses? Um, I totally agree, uh, especially when I revisited these games um, this past week before recording. Uh, I noticed that. Um, you'll notice, especially in the first couple of games, the game is very generous. Every time you kill an enemy, you get multiple hearts, and yeah. sometimes you get the little lightsaber yep. swords that extend your life bar, and those are very much key. And if you're lucky enough to power up to the plasma blaster, or even the seeker, or one of them, especially some bosses, the seeker, um, it'll just, it'll find the area on the boss and you can kind of stay behind, but more or less uh, you're going to basically just try to outlast the boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Most yeah. of the time I just stood there and it's like, I'm just going to keep nailing them, keep nailing them. And most of the time I would run out of health first and die, but sometimes it would work because they're just so, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just like that was, but I guess that, that's the strategy it asks for. It's not my favorite way to do it, but the strategy it asks for is you just got to know you can't come into this with a weak weapon, so you got you to gotta upgrade it. Yeah, I agree with you guys, but I really want to talk about the platforming in this game. Uh, I think that's the big <laughs> elephant in the room when it comes to all three of these. Uh, by the third one, by Jedi, it does feel slightly better. But as I was playing this, this is going to be a weird, strange... Uh, game to compare it to but i got like double dragon 2 vibes as in double dragon 2 is a game that is mainly a brawler but they threw in platforming and the flat platforming just didn't feel near as crisp and i feel that while this these star wars games are obviously action platformers i felt the action was way way heaps above the platforming i thought for me at least the platforming was a little suspect at times like there's especially with the there's a knockback mechanic when you get hit by enemies uh, that'll just knock you off a platform. 
you got to push up plus your jump to get extra height on your jump, which threw me off sometimes. You did get a double jump. Uh, I think at least my Jedi, I know there's a double jump because I was using it all the time. But uh, uh, so there's, so I think by Jedi, the platforming was improved. There's little things that they added, the double jump, the, the I thought the slide mechanic worked way better, those type of things. But especially those first two games, the platforming for me, I'm very curious what you guys think, uh, didn't feel near as crisp. Well, I was going to say, when I first started the original one, I got kind of cocky. I told you all that because, first of all, like Tim said, they're super generous with the little hearts that give you health. And I thought they're actually kind of generous with the platforming. Like we played some games where you swear you made it and you just fall. Yeah. On the first (laughs) level on this one, I felt like, Hey, I don't even know if I hit that platform, but they gave it to me. Did y'all feel that at all at first? Or was that just me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Johnny shaking said no. Well, all right. But, but I'm going to back Johnny up because I, I thought, okay, they're pretty generous. In fact, I was going to text y'all like, Hey, I'm surprised how generous they are with the platforming. But then I got to the next level, the sand crawler. Oh, gosh. And it's one of those levels where you're constantly falling down and you don't die. I would almost rather just die. <laughs> Instead, you just got to start again from the bottom. And yeah. I was, I'll be honest with you, I was raging. I was same. I was screaming. Same. Trevor knows I was going to be, and I was. Yep. Uh, I, that's one thing I cannot stand. <laughs> I get so annoyed <laughs> with it. And, uh, much very much did not like that part at all <laughs> uh, very very annoying especially when you feel like it this also does the sonic thing but sonic does a better job in which like you can keep going no matter what level of the map you're on in sonic or the platform uh but in this game if you fall down you gotta go all the way back up again there's just no going around it and uh but there's plenty of times like the sand crawler is a great example of this where you're just taking leaps of faith sometimes <laughs> and just yep. hoping for the best that you're going to land on another platform oh my goodness the it wasn't even the sand crawler part it was uh i think i think it's in all the games but you literally have to take a leap of faith sometimes i know you can look around with the r and l buttons a little bit but sometimes you just don't know exactly where the platform is and that killed me a lot and that made me mad <laughs> yeah. tim what do you think about the platforming yeah i i agree with what you guys said um the knockback is a real killer um it can kill you um i feel jedi is the most forgiving when it comes to it like you said i believe i mean this isn't this isn't the platforming exactly but like in the original super star wars you couldn't run and shoot at the same time yet you can going forward in the other games oh that makes it wow yeah yeah but um but no the platforming uh i feel in super star wars i feel like the double jump was ridiculously high so that's what i would kind of do is especially yeah. on the sand crawler you just kind of take a leap of faith and just jump up and sometimes you i you'd get lucky and land on a platform yeah and that would help um but yeah no uh the knockback is really especially in that first level of return of the jedi when you can be luke chewy or leia in the bush outfit yeah. um that level like you said feels really much like a sonic level like you can fall a long way and try to work yourself back up that's one of those weird levels that's a maze like yeah. level yeah uh, I, I will say that's a pro i had for all three of these games is that you do get to play as more than one character you get to at times you actually even get to choose as you're playing and that's really cool 
Uh, I really enjoyed that, especially if you're a Star Wars nerd. That's a really cool aspect of this mm-hmm. game. Is you're not just playing as Luke the whole time. Uh, you can play as Han. You can play as Chewie. Uh, you can play as Leia in some of them. Uh, so the, and uh, an Ewok, which I really thought was really cool. So. <laughs> yeah. What was the deal with the? Basically, you unlock the characters as you get to them in the story, right? Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, Empire is li- is very uh, linear. Empire, um, you can you never have a choice. It's just whatever level you are, you are that character. Okay. Yet, yet Super Star Wars, once you get to the Cantina, you can pick Chewie, and then when you beat the Cantina level, then you can pick Han, and you go from there. And Return of the Jedi is very. Um, nice when it comes to you can i mean the first level after you beat that ridiculous like racing level in the first part which as a kid almost brought me to tears because it was really hard (laughs) to beat and but then you can you got three characters right off the bat and then after that it progresses and then so that's really you also brought up one thing i think is a overall positive is that it's not that this game does break up the gameplay with driving segments in it like that's that's kind of neat that a game even tried that uh, so you like you get behind some iconic Star Wars vehicles a few times. Yeah, it's it's very Mode Seven F Zero like. Yeah, it, it never feels as good as like F Zero, but it's no. kind of cool. Like it's, you get to but, blast, you get to blast the Jawas off the face of the map. Yeah, I don't it's know what they're fun. driving though. I know a lot about Star Wars vehicles, yeah. and I don't recognize those, Tim. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't the land speeder? <laughs> they look like uh, like trash bumper cans. cars. Yeah, they created a lot of cannon and a lot of new cannon with this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, there's the driving. Oh, that's that's a really good point. All three of these games, I think, by nature, they're repetitive um, to the point that that's one of the main frustrations is how repetitive they can be. Because, frankly, the levels are too darn long, in my opinion. They are. (laughs) Especially the long platforming levels. Like, oh, my goodness, come on. Like, you're just being barraged by enemies constantly, and they just don't end. And and they respawn. They respawn, too. Oh, yes. They are the old school. Nintendo, yeah. where yeah. if you go off the screen, they'll come right back. The sand crawler, you fall down a, a pixel, and then the guy is back above yeah. you shooting yeah. you. Yes, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's very frustrating. I was going to say, despite that monotony, the games do have several different types of levels. Besides the obvious, where you're driving in like mode seven graphics, and then the the like the original, the very first level in the first one where it's a lot of platforming and action combined like a Mega Man or Castlevania type thing. Then you've got the levels that are basically just run and gun like the cantina where it's just mm. left, right. There is no jumping. I mean, it's just left, right. And it's almost like a beat up except with weapons and lightsabers. Those levels are also monotonous because you're just blasting enemies. Yeah. But that brings up another point. I feel like the blasting and the lightsabering, which is the official way to say it. Yes. <laughs> are very satisfying overall like it feels good to take enemies out which is a yeah. good thing to do a lot of it yeah i agree with that uh they they have uh even though they all explode it's still kind of cool that yeah. really gives me a ninja turtle feel when you defeat an enemy they just explode uh that's that's pretty cool one thing i did want to bring up though is that by the time these games came out that they released and that they're even working on them the movies have been out for a while Mm-hmm. yeah like for yeah. you know the, i think jedi literally came out in 83 the year i was born if i'm thinking right or at least near there and so they've been out for 10 plus years by this point mm-hmm. by the time these games come out these games again lucas arts were behind these these games take some creative uh directions <laughs> uh, with the story like there's <laughs> if you're star wars not like me they will stand out like a sore thumb like even in the uh even in the first one 
C-3PO, you meet him randomly, and he says, hey, we got to go save R2. And you're like, that, that's not how that happened in the movie. Uh-uh. It made me question myself a few times. Like, wait a minute. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> but uh, what were some of the funny? There were some real funny ones. Like, what's going on here? Um, well, I did. This isn't funny is not the right word. But I don't know if this is because I entered the cheat code or if this is something you actually get. But I thought it was nice in uh, The Last Jedi when you pick Leia. The Last Jedi, my gosh. Uh, it might have even been Empire. Well, anyways, when you pick Leia, she's in a very... I'll be honest with you, because it's a video game, mostly aimed at boys. I thought she's going to be in the, you know, the the risque outfit. And she wasn't. I thought, well, that's nice. And then I accidentally noticed you can pick <laughs> a very risque outfit for her. <laughs> yes. Does that play into the story of the game somehow, or is that just like an unlockable? No, just, it does. Because um, with her, the the she has three different costumes or whatever. Because that one, the first level, she's in the, the Boosh bounty hunter outfit because yeah, she's right. going to Java's Palace. The level. Got, that was the coolest one to me. Me too. Because did you guys notice if you hold the attack button down, she powers up and shoots something? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. uh, in her uh, uh, slave outfit, quote unquote, um, she does that as well. That's when there's a level when you're on the sail barge, when you actually fight and defeat Jabba, you can choose to be her then. And then on Endor, you can choose to be her in her um, Endor rebel gear with the, the when she meets Wicket. So, so yeah, good. they were appropriate sprites, which was kind of neat that they took that one huh. character and made unique play styles for her. Nickel, say what you will, that is an iconic outfit for her, for better oh, or for yeah. worse. It is. Well, I- I'm glad then it wasn't just some un- pointless unlockable, and they were actually trying to follow the movie a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The okay. So in the Return of the Jedi, do do Luke, do Luke, do, do, do Luke. Luke and Leia lose the ability to use a blaster completely? Because they have the lightsaber from the beginning and, and the Jedi, and you can't switch back and forth like between a blaster and a lightsaber, I don't think. Yeah, in um, the first two games, Luke can go back and forth between the lightsaber and the blaster. Yeah. But but as um, yeah, the the button on the button on the controller, I believe it's A that he would use to switch to the blaster. Now is the awkward block button when he yeah, puts all the weight yeah. on the back foot. Uh, the, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> And sticks the lightsaber way out in front of him. Yep. <laughs> but I believe I believe they balance it out because his lightsaber <laughs> is definitely stronger. It does more damage, I think. In oh Jedi, yeah, which it should because he's yeah. uh, more trained um, in the force. Yeah. At that, point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I was also getting frustrated that like a blaster would take a character out in one shot, but I'd have to take three or four lightsaber whacks at a character, and I'm like, it's, that's not how that's supposed to go. <laughs> and with the with the lightsaber, I think the the reason you would want to pick Luke for a lot of the levels is the double jump where you use the lightsaber. Cause yeah. basically it's a jump where you're protected. <laughs> yeah. And you can throw your lightsaber, which yeah. is cool. Yes. I'll be honest with you. I didn't figure that out until the, until I played Jedi today. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest with you. I was like, what's the point of the force power? And then I started throwing the lightsaber and that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was awesome. And you can control it. I'm sure you noticed that. Johnny. Mm-hmm. That is. Yes. That was the one time where, uh, I got really excited about this, about these games. Like I literally yeah. was like, "Oh yeah!" When I could throw my lightsabers, like that's so cool. I mean, they put a lot of st- into the action. They put a lot in here. So, I guess to get into the real criticism, the real high level review here. <laughs> hold, hold, these, hold, hold on, Tim. <laughs> hold on. No, you guys, you guys are good. No, I mean, these are the opposite of cheap cash in movie games. 
they put a lot into these games. I think, and I know Johnny's going to say probably, well, I'm going to agree with Johnny and say the difficulty is is, is maybe a, a big problem. I'm the only one of the three of us who didn't use cheat codes, and I knew yeah. you guys were right that I should have, but I refused because I don't I don't feel a game should need cheat codes for you to uh, experience it. <laughs> and uh, uh, but I will say, if you want to have fun with these games, <laughs> you should probably use cheat codes. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say the difficulty it, it is the biggest problem. I won't mince words because I played the Last Jedi. Dad, gum it. <laughs> <laughs> I played the Ron Johnson game movie, The yeah. Last Jedi, again, right before we recorded, without cheats, just on easy mode, what they call easy mode, which is a joke. It's, it's, not, it's easy. not easy at all. And it's like, oh my gosh. At first, I honestly thought I wasn't going to beat the first or second level. Um, but I did make a little progress. But I realized, you know what? With Super Star Wars, the first one, after you get past the difficulty, the main problem it's too much game to beat in one setting. Oh, yeah. It's way too much game. And doesn't I the, feel like... Doesn't, doesn't Jedi have a password system, though? I yes, that's what I was going to say. Empire and Jedi have a password system. Mm-hmm. And I also believe they're too much game, which I know is a weird complaint. But, like, the levels just go on and on. I feel like the bloat is maybe the bigger problem. But I think Jedi and Empire Strikes Back are saved because you don't have to play through it all at once. And it's like a six-digit code. It's not a big deal. Um, um, I think they're completely saved by that. I was watching some playthroughs of all three of these after I played them. Just as so, because I knew I wasn't going to beat them. And I, spoiler alert, I didn't beat these games today. (gasps) Uh, But I did watch people who did. So I actually know everything that happens in all three games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spoiler alert, for the most part, they they follow the movie fairly, fairly closely, despite some weird detours they take at times uh, it's um oh also <laughs> other side note tim uh did, did you notice how darth vader fights it's like he's a like he's fencing you know, like he yeah he does yeah that's what i was thinking the whole time I was like is he is he fencing that's what it looks <laughs> like to me uh, but um yeah it's what was i talking about i just lost my train of thought the <laughs> fencing thing threw me off uh, just how long they are. You can use. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the videos like this, will, I'll tell you, this guy obviously knew or, or girl, whoever's playing this, uh, had played these games before, uh, knew where to jump and where to land and all this stuff. They knew all this. They knew the things they could run past. Uh, they knew the creatures that they could like use. The, there's like a slide. I never was able to do this where you can do the slide and keep doing it and you turn invisible or something for Whoa. like minutes at a time. It's what he was doing. Uh, yeah. And that was blowing my mind. But the first game was a little over an hour. The second game, Empire, was like an hour 15-ish. And then by Jedi, was an hour and a half, basically, for him okay. to beat these games. So, see, I think that's for how hard these are. And that's for a master level. Like, for us, it'd be twice that easily. Mm-hmm. For how intense the games are, I think that's way too long for a single setting. But if you pay $50, $60 for a game, you didn't want to beat it in one setting. So, I think what feels like a negative now actually – at least for Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, it's not really a negative because at the time you just use the passcode and come back later. But when we're trying to play these games for the show, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just so long. But if you if you take your time and savor it, I don't think it's such a bad thing. But the original doesn't have that excuse because that is just too much game and too stinking hard to use without a, a password system. 
why did the first game not have a password system? That is ridiculous in 1992 when, I mean, I mean, Super Metroid had battery backup but and linked to the past but even older games but i mean i it's it's like sonic 2 which is obviously possibly the best game on genesis it's almost undone today because it's a lot of game to play without a password and i think the original super star wars is that way too but but then you think about the value here i mean there's a lot of game and if you're okay using the password and coming back later it is a lot of game for this type of game. It's almost uh, – they're just really big. I mean, I don't know how else to put it for the kind of game they are. So, I don't know. I, I came like I, I came into that as a negative thing at first because I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to play another 15 minutes inside this cave. But then I started realizing, you know what, if I was just taking my time and come back to it tomorrow and make a little more progress – not only the passwords, but also the checkpoints, I think, got more generous as the games went on. Because I totally died and had to go to a continue screen, and it still started me back at basically the same spot in the level. So that's another saving grace. I don't know. I'm not excusing the difficulty, but I'm just saying if you could just beat one level at a time and come back the next day, use your password, maybe. Uh, Tim, do you know if you use the password, do you start with all your continues back, all your lives back? To I be honest, I assume. I to be honest, I, I don't remember, but I don't think it saves anything. So I would assume so. Like it doesn't save. Yeah, you don't really you don't really keep anything from level to level, do you? I mean, I like no. that he asked you a question and then interrupted you. It's <laughs> uh, all wrong. I no, I don't, you don't keep anything, and uh, that's that's basically how I when I was a kid. Everything you're saying, I agree with. Like you know, when you're younger and you get a game, and yeah, those games they're difficult, but. Um, when it, when you get them and that's all you're playing you do you do get better when you play them a lot and that's exactly how i went through and actually finished these games when i was young especially empire and jedi is i would use the codes and go back because yep. you know uh, yeah. that make that makes sense i mean trevor's not wrong in his long-winded speech he just gave us <laughs> i put a lot of thought into it I can tell. Games, like the last jedi which Spoiler alert, I don't feel as strongly about these games as The Last Jedi. They made me think a lot because there's so much here. <laughs> I don't know. They made me think. But, Tim, you mentioned the um, that you get better. That's something I wanted to say. A huge, huge positive for these games to me, as with any true video game, is I think you should get better the more you play it. And I totally did. I sucked at the end of my play session, but I was better than I was at the start. Mm. To me, that is a high praise for these games. And I would say that's true for all three of them. And, Johnny, I know you started out sucking, but by the end, I think you really sucked. So, I mean, that's not so bad. Yeah, I was going to let Tim talk for once. <laughs> uh, Tim, finish this out. Okay. Well, just, yeah, um, I agree. Uh, growing up with them, like I said, uh, I did I did get better at them. I mean, uh, picking them up now, I'm not nearly as good as I was when I was, you know, 12, 11 or 12, but I have beaten um, Super Star Wars legitly. Um, and I believe I've actually beaten Return of the Jedi legitly. I've never beaten Empire legitly. Um, that, in my opinion, Empire is the most difficult and unforgiving of the three. Yeah. Um, and Which I kind of makes sense because that's how the movies were. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't know how far you guys got, but it just, it gets, the bosses are crazy. You fight an ATST on in rebel base. I mean, Han Solo literally fights 
the quote carbon freezing chamber, which takes up the entire screen and explodes with cannons <laughs> on either side. And then you beat the level and then he's still frozen and you're sad. Yeah, about, about, like I was, I was sad. About, yeah, like, I was about to say like, like there's no point in beating it. He loses to it. Like we've yeah, seen so might movie. as well just die and get frozen that way. But frozen in carbonite. Yeah. Yep. And become Java's yeah. favorite decoration. I totally agree with the middle one being the least forgiving empire. I think so too. The 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 knockback from the enemies is I didn't think it was quite so bad in the first one, but when I've turned on the Empire, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. They knock you off ledges constantly. Yeah. Oh. You know what what's the worst about Empire is all right, the first cave you go in, the Wampas, they'll freeze you in place and then they swipe at you. No, oh, so yeah. And either and if you're if you're not lucky, they'll swipe you twice twice and you'll lose like half your life but if you're not lucky they swipe swipe you twice and then you fall into those those pits with the spikes that kill you instantly yes so yes. Oh, i found those pits i found those and <laughs> i mean and that's like level one like most games are designed the first few levels kind of teach you the game get you oriented this game just throws you in basically yeah. in, in hard mode immediately it, yeah it most certainly does and i definitely remember the first time i was playing hoth the first time i didn't realize that you had to hunt for these caves and jump in them so i just kept going right and eventually i was like well i guess i'm supposed to jump here and just literally jumped and fell all the way down to those <laughs> to those deadly deadly spikes <laughs> oh my like i was uh, getting fatality in mortal Kombat or something yeah I- i'll be honest with you the the cave part was bringing back some memories of a game that johnny particularly loved that we played recently in fact a lot of parts of this game did and, and but I'm not necessarily saying I don't like this game. The Lion King. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. We were so positive about the graphics. That's a we, really good comparison, honestly. Yeah. And then it's so punishing, especially after like the third level. It's so punishing. And especially, I think I, think I actually enjoyed, in my, in my short play session, I enjoyed Empire the least. Because I got to that cave part where you're running in and out of caves. And it reminded me too much of towards the end of Lion King when I just checked out. Like, I just checked out of Lion King way after Johnny did. <laughs> um, and that reminded me of that too much. But I like this yeah. comparison to the game Lion King. There's a lot of similarities between that game and these games. Uh, all four of them look great. They look just like they should. Uh, they look just like the, their counterparts, the movies. Uh, it has the music from them and, and uh, for the most part, feels inspired by them. But they're ridiculously hard. Uh, to the point where it does kind of ruin your fun for these things. And the levels get kind of uh, similar in Maisie at times. So there's very, yeah. there's a lot of similarities between those. I'm, I didn't think of that, but I'm glad you did, Trevor. Yeah, once I started thinking it, I couldn't stop thinking it. But I don't, is there anything else like that stands out, good or bad, from the gameplay of, of any of these? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot more we could talk about. Um, I just think the acrobatics, acrobatics of it all, the 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 news. Good lord, I'm not drinking, but I sound like I'm having a stroke. The maneuverability of the characters, like you can roll under stuff, and the sword play, you know, or lightsaber play. I don't know. To me, that's all just a cut above your average 16-bit game. Mm. Um, so I don't want all the complaining we've done to overshadow it. But this game seems just bent on frustrating you it seems just like it just it's, wants you to be so frustrated and i don't know like why why do we need this isn't trying to eat your quarters why does it need to be so frustrating like it's johnny would you agree because we we have this discussion every time we cover a game where 
having mixed opinions about. I don't feel like the controls – I feel like the controls were very good overall in this game. I feel like the frustration was pretty much intentional. Like, they want you to be mad. They want you to be – like, they're trying to be frustrating. It just unnecessarily at times. I think the controls overall were good, but they felt s- sticky to me at times. Does that make sense? Yeah. They felt a little sticky. Like, I didn't feel uh, – like, I used – I mean, Mario's the top A tier for this, but Mario's controls feel really crisp and clean to right. me. Uh, like, I, I don't feel any sort of hesitation or any of that kind of stuff when I'm playing it. And, and when I land on a platform, I feel like I'm really landing on it. That – you do get that in time, at times on these, but I did feel sometimes the controls felt a little sticky. Uh, but uh, honestly – Overall, you do get better as you're going along. So, like you said, that that is a testament to these games. and I mean, that's a positive for sure. Well, I don't think the controls are 100% consistent. Tim, what do you think about that? Like, like there's sometimes – I feel like the jumps were pretty forgiving, and other times they weren't. And sometimes you would try to pick up something, and you have to, like, press down and pick it up. Other times you would just pick it up. <laughs> I, I definitely agree. Um, like we, we've said many times, the games definitely evolve. Um, it's Jedi is definitely the smoothest, probably best experience of the three, just from a gameplay um, standpoint. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, uh, and I, I think it's just some of it just suffers from the classic when growing up when we did in that 16 bear era, just the raw difficulty of the game, the, we we talked about it already, but the knockback um, hurts and the enemies respawning. Like, I believe these buttons, if you use the right and the left on top of the controller, you can rotate the screen up and down to see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes that can possibly spawn an enemy that was dead. And then so you're uh-huh. contesting with the old school when you go off the screen, a, a pixel, all of a sudden all the enemies are back. Um, so some of it is just... Th- those were that was a staple in a lot of the games that we grew up playing but yeah, uh, yeah. but the difficulty is definitely there and it really is it's like we mentioned it quick before but if you truly do want to have fun the debug codes are fun um they break the game sometimes but i i was i was uh uh, texting with you guys and we were talking and i believe trevor said even if you give yourself the most powerful blaster and put it on easy the game is still not the easiest as it could be no it feels more fair i guess but then you're literally you know on the first game super star wars (laughs) i I gave myself the plasma gun which is the most powerful of of my lives to basically infinity and of course had it on easy because you shouldn't play on anything else on this game (laughs) no Steal, steal, and and I skipped like parts of some levels. Just skip to the next level if I get got tired of trying. Steel didn't beat the game. I did. I played more. Actually, ended up playing more of the first one than any of them. I made it to the trench run, which I think is the next to last part of the game, by cheating my way through it. But I still didn't beat it because you can't really cheat through the trench run. <laughs> like so, I still didn't beat it. Uh, one thing I want to point out, and I did not witness this well i did witness it but not because of me because of the playthrough i was watching on jedi tim you said you beat jedi right i have beat jedi okay so the very end and it follows the movie where you're flying in to blow up the death star oh uh when after you do that and you're flying out that takes forever that's nightmare that's nightmare fuel and that you level. can't <laughs> skip it and no. it just keeps going on and it's just the same sprites like it's like a uh 
I don't know why they made it take. It feels like it takes five to ten minutes, and Is there's no gameplay. Game oh, there's no gameplay. <laughs> oh. You're not pushing any buttons. You're just watching uh, your ship fly out of the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> Those games were very ambitious. Like um, with some of the yeah. 3D, like you mentioned, the 3D Mode Seven type stuff. Uh, they there it works, but you can tell that the technology it's not completely there. Like there's a, there's a level like that level when you're, there's a level when you're actually flying in and you have to, and it's rendering in front of you when you're in the millennium Falcon trying to get to the core and it's not always there. What's worse is on Endor on the speeder bikes um, when you're fighting the uh, scout troopers uh, the, the trees like they render in front of you before you can react so you basically just end up dying f- because the environment is killing you because you can't get out of the way because the environment <laughs> wasn't there half a second before so i respect like the uh oh in the the trench run from the first game basically you have so many of these just red blobs coming at you like the laser blasts yeah. that you have to literally shoot almost all of them perfectly to even stand a chance and then vader shows up and if you survive that it'll say to fire the torpedoes with the the voice clips are actually not too bad when he goes like you know use the force luke and stuff yeah and if you don't hit the uh the proton torpedoes at the exact time you lose so you have to do it again oh my goodness yeah so i mean <laughs> i would it's rage not, quit if i made it that far <laughs> it's not forgiving at all and these are things that you don't know your first playthrough either. You find out oh. as you're playing and then you're disheartened. At least I was as a kid. I was as a child. <laughs> the last Jedi. You meant you mentioned how much it made you want to cry. The, the, the literally the game starts out and you have to jump in your car, that little, uh, your land speeder. No you car. Jump. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was blanking. You you're, have to jump. You're your Buick Land Rover. <laughs> your, your LeSabre. You have to jump immediately and it's like oh which button is it which button is it and i yeah. immediately lost a life because i can't remember which button jumped yeah. <laughs> it's very unforgiving when i revisited the game this week i literally i died three times in a row on that first part <laughs> because like you said i was like wait what happened because you're you're going so quickly hit there oh that's the boost button okay i'm dead Da-da-na-na. yeah it literally just yeah. thr- it, uh, this pun is intended it thrusts you into it it does yes yeah, <laughs> but but then it got ingrained in my brain, and now I can beat it every time. But it, yeah, yeah, that part's not so bad when you're used to it. But but the first level of a game, like you buy this game, you come home, you're gonna play Star Wars, and you're literally stuck for an hour on this dumb driving part. You know, it's like yeah. what this wasn't yeah. even in the movie. They get there. We don't need yeah. to. We don't need yeah. to chauffeur them there. You know. Yeah, and they get know? there at different times too. By the way, yeah, they don't just pile in the old <laughs> sedan and let's go to Jabba's. <laughs> yeah. They don't carpool. (laughs) (laughs) We be rolling. (laughs) Is there anything else about the gameplay that uh, we want to talk about before we get into our final scores here? I think the last thing I want to say is what you have to realize, and we've all been hitting at it, this game looks like a top-tier, modern, more modern Super Nintendo game, almost along the lines of Donkey Kong Country or Super Metroid. But what you have to realize if you're going to play this game is it is very much Nintendo hard, as in NES hard. It doesn't look like an NES game, but it's got the difficulty of those NES Contras and Ninja Gaiden and Mega Man is right there, even harder than those because it's longer, frankly. So, yeah, I think that's the key here. I believe it's Gaiden, but go on. You're Gaiden. Well, 
I, I have one last thing to throw in, and I believe I sent this in the chat. Um, but seriously, play Jedi, debug code, and just be Wicket. If he breaks the game, if you're not in his levels, you go up against Palpatine with Wicket and literally fought like five or six shots and Palpatine's dead. So I, <laughs> I, I feel like he, the Ewoks took out the Empire. I think he could have taken out Palpatine and maybe he wouldn't have come back. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my canon yeah no, I like no, it. no I, it's not actually not my, my star wars no. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think it's time final scores fellas let's get into it Before we get into our final scores, guys, guess what? What? The McRib is back. No, oh, no. Yes. Why is the McRib so craveable? I know you're asking yourselves this. Start with the seasoned boneless pork dipped in a tangy, and I do mean tangy, barbecue sauce topped with slivered onions and dill pickles. Slivered all served, onion. slivered, all served on a toasted homestyle bun. When everything combines, you have barbecue pork sandwich perfection. It's only here for a limited time, so don't miss out. Order it today. And guys, uh, not only am I half of Retro Bliss, I've had 17 McRibs today, and I ordered them all through the McDonald's app. Mm -mm -mm. I'm loving it. We would like to remind you as a professional sponsor of McDonald's that each McRib has 520 calories and 890 milligrams of sodium. Eating 17 of them would surely send you into cardiac arrest. Or, Thank you. or just make you pass out. You sleep really well afterwards. That's all I'm saying. All right, guys, final scores. Uh, I, do we, let's go across and just do Super Star Wars first. Let's do that one. Let's all give our scores and why, and we'll just kind of do the same thing with the other two. Uh, Tim. Uh, I'm not going to make you go first. <laughs> I'm going to make Trevor go first. Trevor. I was, I was wondering if we should let Tim go first. We all do yeah, it. Super Star Wars, Trevor. What do you think? I literally say this every time, but this is really hard. Um, I, I'm going to score them as if we if you remember the Lion King, I was a little higher than you and Derek, because I do think that the, the quality behind it, meant a lot but they were it was also at the end of the day the frustration brought it down i think the frustration factor brings these games down i think super star wars is brought down more because you have to play it in one sitting and that's unforgivable though with the debug code i guess you can technically skip levels so maybe that does fix that but as the game was originally intended you got to beat it in one sitting and it's too dang much game to beat in one sitting but the gameplay is still pretty fun. The action's fun, especially. The platforming is is not the worst, not even close to the worst. It's no Super Metroid, uh, but it's 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 not bad for a, a an action game. Um, I'm gonna give Super Star Wars. Oh, this is hard. Um, there's so much good about it, and there's so much frustrating about it. So, what is it when you combine it? Um, I give a Super Star Wars a six and a half out of ten. Okay, all right. Uh, Super Star Wars for me, 
I'm very famous on this. I'm just going to end the sentence there. I'm very famous. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm very famous really? for uh, if a game is hard, I'm also hard on my review of said game. Uh, and that's going to stay here. <laughs> However, the positives would be it looks and does at times feel like Star Wars, uh, which if I was a kid and I had these games, I think I would I would have really loved these. Uh, I was just done. I was just didn't get to experience that like Tim did. So uh, I don't have the nostalgia for that. I wish I did because I think I would have liked these games more if that was the case. Uh, but the but this one's really really tough. It's very very difficult. I never used the cheat codes. Uh, I kind of think if to play a game and make it fun, you to that you're forced to use cheat codes means that your game wasn't made well. <laughs> and I do think it's the case here. However, I feel weird saying that because there's a lot of quality here. I mean, this game looks great, looks fantastic. Uh, you got all your Star Wars characters that you know people would want the kids would want to play as. So, I, man, it's just so tough. I understand where Trevor's coming from. There's a lot of quality here. So just know that going in, it's definitely, I mean, I would play this game just for the music. And I know that sounds weird, but the music is just done so well. I mean, Star Wars music in 16-bit is just so crazy awesome for me. I'm going to give this a five and a half. Uh, I think it's better than average. I'm, I'll give it average just because of how, I mean, I'll give it a five just based on graphics alone because this game for it looks amazing. It really, truly looks really, really good. Tim, don't don't be influenced by our negativity and our brokenness as human beings. Yes. Honestly, you guys are being uh, realistic and real in your review. You're not being negative in my eyes at all. Um, my my uh, scores will reflect some nostalgia, obviously, because I did grow up with them. But um, Super Star Wars, I mean, I'm just going to repeat what you guys said, like uh, music, um, sprites, colors. Uh, it, it was at the time where I was really into star wars so it hit on all the right spots um i'm gonna give i'd give super star wars a flat seven out of ten okay okay all right uh all right now let's go into super star wars empire strikes back trevor what do you think so i think i said this one actually frustrated me the most i actually don't think that i like it there are big improvements or some improvements over super star wars but i think uh the whole cave thing threw me off bad it just gave me bad memories of the end of the lion king game (laughs) i feel like this one repeats itself way more i think it's trying to be so huge so it might sound like i'm going lower than six and a half but the password feature is such a big deal that i think it makes this game hold up Super Star Wars got a six and a half because I don't think it holds up because you got to beat it in one sitting. This one holds up because no matter how frustrating it gets, you can continue from the start of any level with the password. So I'm actually giving Empire Strikes Back a seven. And Johnny's probably going to be thinking, what's going on here? Things are going the wrong direction. Um, No, I actually actually understand that completely. Uh, The password setting thing saves it. I think you're right. I think that completely saves that game. So uh, I don't think I like the gameplay more than the first one, but I think the password bumps it to a seven for me. Yeah, I get that 100% because I tend to agree. I think it'll bump my score up a little bit too. Not a lot, not near as much as as, as other people may think. But uh, it's this game, the second one, Empire, is tougher. Uh, I knew that I was not going to like the game the second that I fell all the way down to my death just because I went right. 
because I kept going right and I just fell to my death for uh, for doing that, for making that decision. Uh, you know, how dare I? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the password system, like you said, Trevor, definitely, definitely helps a whole, whole lot. And there's, again, there's a lot of quality here in this game. It's, I mean, you can definitely tell it. It's, for whatever reason, as these games go along, they feel even more Star Wars than the one before it, I think. And so I kind mm-hmm. of felt going to it. So this one felt even more Star Wars than Star Wars, the other Star Wars game. I'm going to give this one a six. It's very, okay. very hard. It's the hardest of them all. Uh, if you can beat this game, you're amazing. Uh, I, there's nowhere, I would get nowhere near beating this game. But I feel it's a six. It's very, very, uh, it's very, if you're a Star Wars fan, then you just at least got to try it. Tim. Uh, honestly, uh, hearing what you guys said, uh, my score is actually going to be slightly higher than um, originally. Uh, for one thing, uh, Empire is my favorite movie, but not my favorite game in this trilogy. Um, for all the reasons you said, um, th- this this one's more linear. You don't have the bonus of being able to choose various characters. It's more set to the movie. This level, you're this character. But another part of me like you guys the password that the password's huge i mean i that's how i got better at the game when i was when i was young um the uh like empire though the music the settings cloud city uh the asteroid field um with one of my favorite themes so nostalgia i'm giving it a six as well um i'd love to go higher because i i love empire strikes back but because of the difficulty i can't that's my wait. Opinion. I rated it higher than Tim. You did, did. yeah. Wow, yeah. He agreed with me on something. I want to write this down. All right, Trevor, Return of the Jedi. What are your thoughts? Well, I guess uh, what we're slowly revealing here that I think I hid my hand pretty well. I think the Super Star Wars games are very good Super Nintendo games, and so far I'm six and a half, then a seven, and I think Jedi finally. Mate meets the best of both worlds to some extent without losing the frustration. So I, I feel like for how frustrating the game is, and it's so freaking frustrating, I feel like a seven and a half is too high, but I definitely liked it more than Empire Strikes Back. So I have to go seven and a half, which is definitely getting to the very recommended territory for me. And I, you know what? I feel pretty good about it because I was so frustrated, but I normally wouldn't play a game this way where I'm just trying to beat it in one sitting. The fact that there's a password and I come back, I think I made it to like the fifth level the second time, which is not far. There's so many levels, but I can start back there and I will. I, well, I say I will, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) It's just, it feels too good. There's, there's some annoying parts. They're so annoying. And I almost let it bring me down, like way down to Johnny's scores or lower. But I don't know. There's just enough quality here. I think I feel pretty good about seven and a half, especially when I think about other licensed games from this era. I feel like people who love Star Wars were treated with this trilogy. It's just a shame that it didn't have a more even, reasonable difficulty. Like Super, I don't know why Super Metroid's coming to my mind. It really is, though. I think because these games are kind of big for action games, like Super Metroid is. If they go for a more reasonable difficulty, I think these, honestly, could be some of the best Super Nintendo games. Um, as it is, they're crazy frustrating, but I'm going seven and a half for Jedi. I think it's the best of the three, 
not by a huge margin, but by enough. Uh, I overall agree with you on all you just said, Jedi, but let's also say this. I'm one of the weirdos who Jedi is my favorite. Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I love that one. It's the first one I ever saw. Uh, so maybe that's kind of part of it. You know, it's the first Star Wars movie I ever seen was Return of the Jedi. So it has a special place to me. Like I said, that was the movie that introduced me to all these characters mm-hmm. that I would love. It's why I love Luke Skywalker. It's because of, you know, Return of the Jedi. So it pleased me greatly that this game was the best of the three for me. <laughs> so I was very yeah. happy about that. Uh, it It plays slightly better than the other two. It's still very difficult, but it seems more manageable in its difficulty, I felt. So I like this one the most. Uh, the platforming felt a little better than the other two. Um, I'm going to give this one a six and a half. I really liked it. I would go back and play this. If I was going to go back and play any of them, it would it would be this one. Tim, what do you think? Well, that kind of surprised me. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, this one is, if you were going to only play one, I mean, I suggest to everybody, if you like Star Wars, to try all three. I think I think they're all definitely worth a try. Um, but if you're just going to play one, this is the one to play. Um, it's uh, the. Let me see. What am I going to say? I'm I'm losing my words here. But no, it's definitely the best in the trilogy. I feel it's the most balanced of them. The uh, like picking it up again now. I actually was able. I got farther by just by starting the game than I did in the other two. The gameplay is the best. It's balanced. Like uh, the force powers, uh, Luke has, is balanced and starts off with way less force powers than he had in Empire. Um, I actually give this one an 8 out of 10. Yeah. All right, so this is, all three of these games are Retro Blist slash Gamerheads approved. <laughs> I could be honest, I'm surprised. Uh, so Johnny, your lowest one, was it a five and a half? Yes, for was, the first Star Wars. It was definitely lower than us, but yeah, I'm surprised technically all three at least meet the minimum for approval. Yeah, I think I think also to be fair and honest, if these weren't Star Wars games, I may have been harsher on them, uh, if I'm also being honest, because I just love But Star they did Wars. the theme well. That's fair, though, because they did the theme well yeah. enough, enough that it brought those good feelings. Right. So I think that's fair. They get a point for that, probably. Yeah. All right, so that was our uh, special Star Wars holiday review. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I think it's time, Trevor and Tim, that we just roll a beautiful commercial that I'm not going to actually do this time. Your petitions worked because the sandwich so tangy and delicious, it has inspired songs, opinion pieces, even memes, is back. But you don't need to be told that because a calendar reminder already did. This is a sandwich known to all by reputation, a sandwich you simply cannot eat before documenting. The McRib is back. The most important sandwich of the year. All right. Hope you're enjoying your McRibs out there. Trevor, I feel like we're forgetting something, don't you? Uh, I haven't used the bathroom in a while. Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, might as well. It's all going to go to the same place. Let's <laughs> do some bliss quiz. <laughs> So the Bliss Quiz is uh, not really a Bliss Quiz again because I thought, hey, 
I got Tim and I got Johnny. Why not have a little – the fans demand it. After our Sonic Mad Lib from last time, so many people, and by so many people I mean, I think Tim was the only one actually, <laughs> said they really enjoyed that. So <laughs> we're going to do a Star Wars Mad Lib. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. And luckily I was able to find uh, two. We're going to do two because they're short. Two short Star Wars stories for free on the internet. The internet. The internet. <laughs> the intern internet. <laughs> so, Tim and Johnny, this is yes. sort of a, a cooperative bliss quiz because I'm going to decide if you survive these two stories together based on if it's entertaining or works or whatever criteria I want. All right. All right. So, uh, as you both know, you just say whatever word pops in your head. It doesn't need to be Star Wars. It can be. It's whatever you want. Do you both know what a noun and a verb and adjective and all that is? I know what nouns and verbs are. Adjectives, I forget. Adjective describes, so like a red barn, red would be okay. the adjective. Or a, a big boy, big would be the adjective. All right, what's adverb? Adverb's a little tricky, but it describes a verb, basically. Like punch, like you punch hard. Hard would be the adverb. Okay. Or right. run swiftly, swiftly would be the adverb. Okay, let's do this. I think that's good enough anyways. <laughs> So, John wanted to come up with all the words, then hear both stories, or do I do one at a time? Uh, let's do all the words, and then do both stories. All right. Let's start with Tim. Tim, a proper noun place. So, like, a place that's capitalized, basically. Uh, Tatooine. All right. Johnny, mm-hmm. a, well, this is boring, a number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Beep that out, Chris. Um, a number of Tim. Honestly, honestly, please do beep that out. It'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah, just a number, Tim. Uh, thirteen. All right. Um, adjective Johnny. This describes a noun. Um, barbecuey. That's not even a word, but I guess it sort of would be an adjective if it were a word. I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce that when I say it. All right. Um, blah, blah, blah. Tim, a noun? McRib. Okay. Ah, you took what I would have said. <laughs> a verb, Johnny? This is an action what? word. Okay. Uh, swing. All right. Uh, adjective, Tim? Brave. Adverb. <laughs> oh gosh, this is not gonna work. An adverb and an adjective, Johnny. So describe a verb, then describe a noun. Oh good lord, I'm getting confused now. An adverb and an adjective describe a verb and a noun. Is that what you're saying? An adverb describes an, a verb. <laughs> an adverb describes a verb. You need that first. Uh, prancing. Uh, I think that would be the verb. Okay, we'll take that. Sure. <laughs> Agreed. All right, and then an adjective. <laughs> Describe a noun for me, please. Uh, We're the smartest podcast there ever was. I feel so stupid. <laughs> stupid. I'll give it stupid. Uh, yeah, I think that is an adjective. All right. Yep. Um, <laughs> a verb. And then another verb, Tim. Sit. Right. Go. 
Johnny, in, uh, in your defense, you are getting all the ones that aren't just verbs or nouns. Adjective Johnny. <laughs> Gosh. I can't Describes remember what they are. Every Describes time. a noun like uh, a big boy. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> it's not because we're on video call right now. <laughs> uh, big. Okay, sure. Uh, this is harder than I thought it would be. Maybe I should have done one story. <laughs> All right, um, noun, Tim? Tim, you get all the easy ones. Cat. Adjective Johnny. <laughs> God. I'm just going to switch it around next time so Johnny uh, don't get the adjective. Uh, um, purple. Uh, adjective Tim. Tall. Verb Johnny. Um, that's an action word, correct? I know those. Yeah. Okay. Uh, swiftly. <laughs> that's an adverb. Oh, swift. Yeah. No, no. That's an adjective. Uh, <laughs> like something that does something like punch or hit or run. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Only with the one year of community college. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I shouldn't have dropped out. Um, (laughs) An action word. I know. I'm trying to think of a good one. (laughs) Spray. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was just one story. I'm a little worried to do another one. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) What do y'all think? Let's do it. Yeah. Here we go. Rapid fire. I think it's Tim's turn for a noun. Noun. Um, Dog. Johnny's turn for a noun. Uh, McDonald's. Uh, a noun, Tim. Bantha. An adjective, Johnny. <laughs> Describes oh, a noun. Good gosh. Golden. All right. Adjective, Tim. Uh, old. All right. Da, da, da. All right, Johnny. A noun that is a large object. <laughs> you can be as creative as you'd like oh man so many places I could go with this a large noun <laughs> uh, <laughs> Johnny's second chin <laughs> alright and because I'm going to be nice Johnny give me another noun Johnny's first chin <laughs> All right. My writing's so bad, I may not even be able to do this. <laughs> All right, now, Tim, give me an adjective. Healthy. All right, verb, Johnny. Oh, uh, gallop. Okay. Adjective, Tim. Carefully. Oh, careful. All right. Noun, Johnny. French fry. All right. A noun that's a large number, so just a large number, Tim. 692. All right. Verb, Johnny. Twist. Uh, Adjective, Tim. Large? Uh, Adjective, Johnny. Larger. 
All right. Another adjective, Tim? Uncareful. And another adjective, Johnny? Uncareful-er. I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's perfect. I don't even know if uncareful is a word. Let's see. All right. Verb, Tim? Ooh, a verb. I'm going to go with run. All right. And finally, a number, Johnny. A number, Johnny. Uh, any any number, I'm assuming? Yep. Um, 28. All right. Whew. Let's see if I even kept track of it correctly. And if I can read my writing, that'll be a miracle. That will be a miracle. I've it's seen your writing before. The only pen I could find is a Sharpie. And I'm kind of fucked. I'm going to pass out right now. The, bell. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is we can literally hear you scribble down every word. <laughs> yep, sure. I did it right at the microphone. I don't know why I did yeah. that. All right. Well, you'll be glad to know that the first um, story I found from WooJunior.com. Yeah, they need to plug. <laughs> yep, a free click-to-print Star Wars thing. Mad Libs. <laughs> it's called Han's Best Friend. Oh, It's all about Chewbacca. So you ready for your first story? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. We'll see if you survive. Chewbacca is a Wookiee from the planet Tatooine. He is more than 69 feet tall. Oh, yeah. And 13 years old. With... You know what? I just realized why this is harder is because I I wrote it down instead of in the sonnet book. I had it right on the page. (laughs) So I'm going to try this. All right, here we go. All right. So he's more than 13 years old with barbecue fur covering his McRib. <laughs> Wookies don't swing like humans. They make brave noises instead. <laughs> this is the Wookies don't swing like humans. This is a great sentence. <laughs> <laughs> they, <clears throat> they are prancing, stupid, and know how to sit and go... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Chewie is Han Solo's big friend and co pilot of his cat ship, (laughs) the Purple Falcon. His cat ship with a P, just so everybody knows. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, beep out out the ship. (laughs) Speaking of bleeping out, this last sentence is pretty good. Together, they helped the tall. <laughs> Together they helped the tall alliance spray the empire. <laughs> all right, that's what we want. But the yes. cat ship. So that was, of course, all about Chewie. <laughs> I want if uh, Chris could just like cut out the ip part so you get cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. Did we survive? You barely survived. Chewie uh, had one of his legs blown off. Unfortunately, right, we'll, we'll give him a, another. We'll give him an automatic leg. Yeah, it's replaced by a prosthetic. Yeah. All right, next Not story. a cool one, just a basic one. But all right, so Death Star fun facts. Oh, oh boy, fun facts all about the killing machine known as the Death Star. <laughs> so the Death Star is a dog, and Super McDonald's built a galactic <laughs> bantha. The Death Star is golden shaped and so old that it's the size of Johnny's second chin. <laughs> 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 this first chin 
is so healthy it can gallop an entire planet with its careful french fry <laughs> about 692 what <laughs> about 690 huh? oh okay about 692 people twist inside death star which also holds large ships called <laughs> larger fighters despite uncareful odds the uncareful alliance was able to run not one but 28 death stars there we go wow all right did they we survive it. that one well considering you just ran the death star i think that means you actually joined the dark side um and so you both uh, are now evil and under vader's control uh so the whole world is over I I don't think the world's over. They did a a poll recently on who your favorite Star Wars character is, and uh, Vader won. So, wow, yeah, yeah. I guess you do win in a way, then. Yeah, popularity contest. Wow, well, that was something. That was definitely something. That was great. Uh, I'm sure people listen to Retro Bliss to feel smarter about themselves, and if so, <laughs> uh, we couldn't have given you an even better segment than what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, oh. we we drug Tim down to our level. Uh, Tim, that's what you get for being a guest, I guess. Uh, uh, before we, but before we go, Tim, again, plug your wares, my friend. I will. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys. I've been a a blister for years now, and I've come to consider you both friends of mine. And it was a pleasure being on your show. Um, so yeah, if if you guys want to check out uh, the Gamerheads. Uh, gamerheadspodcast.com is a site we do uh, we review games and we have a couple of shows on the network about various uh, retro game topics and um, the show I'm I I currently host is is the gamerheads podcast every two weeks me and a couple of people hang out and we talk about what games are currently playing and have fun conversations about either stuff in the news or stuff that we enjoy about the games so Thank and you it's guys. less embarrassing than listening to this. So I would recommend it. It's it's a very good show, especially if you want to know more about uh, more current stuff. Uh, I do recommend that, that show. It's really, really good and, and fun. And Tim does a great job over there. Thank you. Uh, so, Trevor, I guess this is our uh, happy holidays Christmas present <laughs> to the Blisters. Yeah. I mean, it was a longer episode. I feel like we've been going closer to two hours. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, it's probably all those McRibs I, I've eaten. I need to go lay down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. thank you for joining us we very much appreciate it a big shout out to Tim thank you for joining us uh, buddy uh, but stay tuned until next time uh, we will have something I guess uh, big shout out to our patrons. we're going to be adding new content there as soon as Trevor can figure out how to do it <laughs> <laughs> we have two episodes ready to go yep. we literally recorded two shows that are just in limbo currently but they're on their way there at some point I'm sure so thank you for uh, all those who are already on there and helping us out there. We very much appreciate it. That's how I get on my McRibs. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks very much. Uh, until next time, Trevor, I think you need to leave the people with something inspiring to help them get through not only this year, because we're all, thankfully we're almost out of it, but maybe something that inspires them with hope, uh, just like, you know, uh, like Luke Skywalker coming out of the mist. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I gotta I gotta give you lines. Alright, let's cut this. <laughs> Alright, alright, Tim. <laughs>